maturity in this new year in 2023 let us even us as a church in 2023 in this new year let us crossway go on to maturity the english preacher roland hill once entered the home of one of his congregation and saw a child rocking on a horse this is a long time ago true story he remarked as he saw this child of one of his congregants rock, rocking on the horse. He said, dear me, how wondrously like some Christians. There is motion, but no progress. Kent Hughes says this, listen, he says, the truth is, the truth is there is simply no such thing as a static Christian. No such thing as a static Christian. We are either moving forward or falling back. We are either climbing or falling. We are either winning or losing. Static, status quo Christianity is a delusion. So what I want to do this morning, only with God's help, is I hope to give from Scripture a happy encouragement to go on to maturity if God permits in 2023. Let me say that again. Here's what I want to do. Here's my goal from Scripture. I want to give us this morning a happy encouragement to go on to maturity if God permits in 2023. So let's look at the Word. Look at the Word with me. Look at it again. I've had the opportunity to be stewing on this. You haven't. And so look at verse 1 again. He says there in Hebrews 6.1, Therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Let's go on to maturity. You know, we may not be as mature as we think we are. Maybe we know that we're not all that mature. And that can be a good thing, right? True self-knowledge given by God. Right self-knowledge. Boy, that's, that's a big step. Because the whole world does not have a right self-knowledge. Maybe we know that we're not as mature. Maybe we don't think about it at all. At all. We kind of just coast. That's not really a good thing. Maybe we humbly think we are growing in maturity. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you would humbly say, I, I, I think, I don't claim sinless perfection, but I think I'm, I'm growing in maturity. And maybe that's right. That's awesome. And again, and again, we, we may not be as mature as we think we are. Let us go on to maturity. And, and how? And how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Well, that's really the, the burden, as, as, I, as you'll see, of the message this morning. As far as where we give our time. First of all, First of all, here in Hebrews 6 and the end of Hebrews 5, I want you to notice that there is a warning. First of all, notice Hebrews 6, 4 through 9. And this is the context. 
Number one, notice the context, Hebrews 6, 4 through 9. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance. Are you following it? He's saying it's impossible to restore them again to repentance. Since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. Hebrews 6, 7. For land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed and its end is to be burned. There is there in verses 4 through 8, as I said, there is a warning. He goes on in verse 9. Though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. So he gives them that encouragement, even though he gives what may be one of the most severe, if not the most severe, warning in all of the New Testament there in verses 4 through 8. So that's the first thing this morning. The first thing is Hebrews 6, 4 through 9, the context, because actually this section goes from 511 to 612. We always want to read it in context. But number two, number two, notice the text. We see the context, notice the text. And here we don't have a warning as much as we have a challenge. A challenge, it's really uh, very similar to the challenge that I've said that is my goal, a, a happy encouragement, a happy encouragement to go on to maturity if God permits in 2023. Let us Crossway, let us go on to maturity. Again, verse 1, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Number one is warning, context. Number two is the text itself. He gives us this challenge. Now notice he gives the challenge, and the challenge is positive. What is the positive challenge? We'll say it again. The challenge is let us go on to maturity. But he also has some negative things to say to to support the main positive challenge. So negatively, he says there in the middle of verse 1, he says let us go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance. I'm not a builder like some of you may be, like, Pastor James, perhaps others. But when he says here, not laying again a foundation of repentance, it's in one sense, it's actually impossible to lay again a foundation. The foundation, by definition, is laid only once. By definition. 
And so he says negatively to support the positive thing that I'm trying to say, the main thrust is positive encouragement. Let us go on to maturity, not, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. It does not mean that these things are unimportant. It does not mean that these, what things? These six things in verses 1 through 3, there's actually three groups of two. Three groups of two things. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Instruction about washings and the laying on of hands. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. This, this doesn't fit precisely, but one man has helpfully said, the first group concerns justification. The second group concerns sanctification. And the third group concerns glorification. You see that maybe in verse 2. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Three groups of two working backwards. Glorification, sanctification, justification. It does not mean these things are unimportant. It's certainly not saying, you're believer, you should go beyond Christ Jesus. We never go beyond Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the gospel. We only go deeper in the gospel. We do not go beyond these things. If, if you learn the ABCs, you cannot literally leave the ABCs behind. Knowledge is cumulative, right? You go on. It just means that these are a starting point, not a stopping point. These are not bad things. These are wonderful things. And listen, if you're here this morning and you say, you know, I, I'm just trying to get some help with the basics. That is great. There's no problem with that. You are more than welcome here. We all need that. But he's saying Christian. He's saying church. Church, if we only stay with the basics, what does he call it? What does he call it in verse 1? He calls it what? The elementary doctrine of Christ. Do you see that? Now draw an imaginary line, or you can draw a real line if you want. Whatever. The elementary doctrine of Christ, back to verse 12 of chapter 5. 5.12 you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. It's the same thing. 5.12, basic principles of the oracle of God. 6.1, elementary doctrine of Christ. My purpose is not to spend a whole lot of time on this. Let me just tell you in verses 1 through 3, it's been pointed out. I think this is really helpful. These six things, foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Instruction about washings, the laying on of hands. You find this in the book of Acts. What, what are these things? This is the preaching and the practice of the apostles of Jesus Christ that we see in the book of Acts. Laying on of hands. Laying on of, read the book of Acts. Read the second half of Acts chapter 2. The second half of Acts chapter 2. There you will find, there and in the whole book of Acts, preaching and the practice of the apostles of Jesus Christ in the early church, and that will better explain and clarify what this is all about. I mean, for one thing, clearly, repentance and faith, that's conversion. 
That's conversion. My friend, if you're not born again, if you haven't been converted, you cannot do that on your own, but you need to know God through Jesus Christ. You need to be converted to Christ this morning by God's grace, if God permits. That's what it, you need to repent. You need to repent, Hebrews 6.1, from dead works, works that will avail you nothing. And you need to have faith toward God, justification, and then sanctification, and then glorification. Notice verse 1 again. He says, go on to maturity. Well, notice 514. 514. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So you draw a line in 6-1, let us go on to maturity, and you draw a line back to 514. Solid food is for the mature. And I've already told you about that other line. Let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and you draw the line back to 512, the basic principles of the oracles of God. By way of review, where are we? Number one, the warning. Because this whole thing is 511 through 612 is the whole thing. There's that warning in 4 through 8. Number two that we've just been talking about is the challenge. Let us go on to maturity. You never leave the ABCs. But if you never get past the ABCs, there's a problem. There's a problem of stunted growth. Of stunted growth. And now I just want to spend the rest of the time, I want to spend the rest of the time with what you might call application. I just want to answer the question, how? I want to spend the rest of the time, if I'm saying crossway, in this new year, let us go on to maturity. Like, don't read too much into that. Because I, I didn't pick this sermon because I just there's a need. There's a gross immaturity here. Don't read too much. In, I'm, I want to say what the text says. And I think we need this. I think we all need this. I just want to answer the question, how? How do we go on to maturity this year? Would you listen and look and test what I say by the word of God? Because, by the way, I unashamedly say it, one, one of the ways is to be an active, an active, engage a listener to sermons. I'm not going to put that as one of the, one of the practical points here, and just, but that's one of the ways. I, I put in the work, I try not to be lazy. Listen actively. Apply the Word of God. Apply the Word of God. Okay, here we go. How are we going to do this? How are we going to go on to maturity? Crossway Church in 2023, number one. How are we going to do this? Number one, we will do it if God permits. We will do it if God permits. Isn't this beautiful? Verse 3. Hebrews 6, 3. And this we will do if God permits. Well, remember what he said in verse 1. His main positive thrust. Let us go on to maturity. Right? Let us go on maturity. And then he says some other things. Not this way. Let us go on to maturity. And this we will do if God permits. You know in verse 1 of Hebrews chapter. Listen to this. Listen. and Look. Or look. Look at verse 1. When it says, let us go on to maturity, the idea literally, literally the idea is this. 
let us be carried forward to maturity. He is not the author of Hebrews, whether it be Paul or somebody else, he's not coming against them, even in the original context. I don't think he's coming against, against them from on high saying, you're babies. Now, in a sense, he is saying, he is saying at the end of chapter 5, he's saying, you've got stunted growth, and that's a problem. He is saying that. He's giving them some pretty clear words that they may not love at the end of chapter 5. But he's not saying, you're spiritually immature babies, I'm perfect. No, what the literal idea is in verse 1 of Hebrews 6 is, let us be carried forward to maturity. The Holy Spirit of God. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How will we grow to maturity? The simplicity and the beauty of verse 3. The simplicity and the beauty of verse 3. This we will do if God permits. Maybe when you first heard me say that a few minutes ago, you thought I meant if God gives us another day. And that's true. Like that's the book of James, right? We don't presume upon tomorrow. So maybe you thought I was saying if God lets us get to June of 2023 or if God lets us get to December of 23 that's true but mainly what I'm saying is if God permits we will go on to maturity it's not my work it's not in any way first and foremost the work of the elders it is our work we are responsible we all must take ownership yes 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 we must take ownership of our growth in Jesus Christ We cannot be passive as believers, but it is God the Holy Spirit. It is God the Holy Spirit. How? How are we going to do this this year? Oh, take heart, my friend. Take heart if you are a believer in Jesus Christ this morning. There's always room for growth. Growth is normal. Growth is normal. I grew up in a small church in Gastonia and one of the pastors we had, he would, he would put it on the wall and he would have the, you know, in June or whatever, he would have a, a seven-year-old come up and he would measure them. And then in December, he would come up and measure them. And there are obviously exceptions, right? There's, there's problems, but in a sinful world, that's what they are. They're exceptions in a fallen world. Growth is normal. This is not heavy-handedness. This is an encouragement. Growth is normal. For the sake of the church of Jesus Christ and for the glory of God, let us go on to maturity. And we will do it. How? If God permits this year. If God permits. Verse 3 is simply beautiful. Some some might say that verse 3 goes back to verse 11. I do want to point this out. Let me point this out. There's not universal agreement of interpretation. Some would say, when he says in verse 3, this we will do if God permits, that what he's saying is 5.11, 5.11. About this we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. But I'm going to teach you anyway, and that's the rest of the book of Hebrews. And if God permits, I'm going to keep teaching you about these deep things that you're a little bit too slow to get on the uptake. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. He's going to keep teaching them. And, but I think primarily he's saying 6-1. Let us go on to maturity, and this we will do if God permits. How are we going to do this? Number two, we will do it by seeking to grow in discernment. 
We will do it by seeking to grow in discernment. Do what? Go on to maturity. Look at verse 14 of chapter 5. Remember, the chapter divisions are not inspired. Verse 14 of chapter 5, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So we want to grow in Christian doctrine. Christian doctrine is not an end in itself. Christian doctrine leads to doxology, which is praise. And Christian doctrine should lead to practice. So if somebody says, I love Jesus, and that's really all I need, that's not true. Who is Jesus? What did he do? We need to grow in the truth about Jesus. But we dare not stop there. We dare not stop and say that doctrine is an end in and of itself. This does it not come to you in, in 514. This talks about practical life who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. This is doctrine and morality, Christian morality, based and rooted in the gospel. Uh, Sinclair Ferguson talks about the, uh, the unhelpful teacher who was speaking to zealous young people. He was speaking to this, to this group of, of zealous young people, and this teacher, not saying he wasn't saved, but he was unhelpful. And he was saying things like the type of things that are actually very common, maybe in recent decades. He was saying to these zealous, eager young people, if you do not have a specific call from God to stay here in America, then you can assume that you are called to go overseas to serve the Lord. Things like that. Now, I've heard that. I've heard that. If you don't have a... man. And that's true, right? The need in the world is great. We have tons of resources in America. And the need in the world is great. We're partnering with TMAI to get resources out there. But he said stuff like this. And it's stuff that, that the Christian church is duped all the time. Why? Because we don't have discernment. We need discernment. We need to eat the Word of God. Scripture is the answer. Scripture. We need to grow in the Word. Read the Word. Listen to the Word. It's not... In one sense, it's not a terrible thing to say if you don't have a specific call from God to stay in America, you need to... That's not biblical. That's not in the Bible. That's not helpful. Oh, we need to learn the Word of God. And you know, Jesus Christ is also called the Word of God. John chapter 1. How are we going to do this crossway if God permits? We will do it by seeking to grow in discernment. We will do it by taking responsibility for our own growth under God in tandem with God's people. We will do it by taking responsibility for our own growth under God. Every member of this church, young or old, every member of this church, we will go on to maturity as we under God take responsibility for our own growth. We see this in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, clearly, the author believes in human responsibility. He gives all of these warnings. We teach 
human responsibility. Even as we also teach chapter 6, verse 3, if God permits. You say, which is it? Which is it? I don't like that. That's murky. We can't understand it all. We can't wrap our minds. God is God. He's awesome. But it's absolutely both. And it is God who works in us. Both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Work out your salvation, friends. Work out your salvation for it is God who is at work within us. No, no, no. This whole book, in one sense, reminds us of the truth of human responsibility. Every member, every member taking responsibility to go on to maturity. We will do it. Do what? Go on to maturity this year. By recognizing the ugliness, the unnaturalness, the deformity, the unattractiveness of spiritual immaturity. We will go on to maturity when we see the when we see that growth is normal and that the, where there is growth, that, that's not normal. That's not normal, friends. When we recognize the ugliness, the unnaturalness, the deformity, the unattractiveness of spiritual immaturity. Look again at 511. Look again at 511. About this, we have much to say. About what? Jesus Christ, the high priest, after the order of Melchizedek. And it's hard to explain, 511, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. So he's saying, grow up. Let's, let's, let's grow up. He's not a heavy-handed pastor. This whole book is a sermon. He's not saying, you ignoramuses, grow up. He's saying, let's be car- let us be carried forward, right? Remember? Remember 6-1? Let us be carried forward to maturity. Solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Number five, we will do it by considering milk versus meat. Milk and meat. Corinthians, listen to this. Listen to this. See if you notice any similarities. 1 Corinthians 3. But I, brothers... 1 Corinthians 3, 1. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now, you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. He talks to the Corinthians as those who are according to the flesh or according to the Spirit. And, and again, notice the... The really close parallel. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not, you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. 
the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I'm about to leave this passage, 1 Corinthians, but listen to this, 1 Corinthians 2.6. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age. My purpose this morning has not been to give you a, some technical definition of the word mature, but you know the idea of the word mature is actually the, the same as the word perfect. It's the word perfect. How about Matthew 5.48, the Sermon on the Mount? You know, be perfect as your heavenly father. We're not talking about sinless perfection. We do not teach that believers can reach a point of sinless perfection in this life. If you really study scripture in a somewhat basic level, it, it does actually teach strive for perfection. Paul, Philippians chapter 3. I haven't reached it yet. I haven't tamed it. We know according to scripture. We know that we will not... Be perfected until Jesus comes and we see him as he is. And he will perfect his people. He is powerful and he is glorious and he is coming again. We're not talking about sinless perfection in this life. But maturity is this idea, listen to me, of completeness, completeness, wholeness, W-H, wholeness, perfection, perfection. We will do it by considering milk versus meat. We will do it again. I don't know if this is six or seven, and I don't care. We will do it again. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do what? How are we going to go on to maturity this year as a church? We'll do it. Let me say it again. If God permits. So we say, God, permit it. Pass. We will do it. And I would like you to turn here. Ephesians. Four. We will do it by speaking the truth in love to one another. Ephesians four, verse eleven. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, Ephesians 4.12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until what? Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by crap. Well, there's, there's Benny Hinn and there's Joel Osteen and there's something that's more subtle than Benny Hinn or Joel Osteen and we're just boom, boom, boom and that's not good. By human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, verse 15, Ephesians 4.15, rather, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who, if... If a member of Crossway Church has this mentality, I will not appreciate it. I will not appreciate it if somebody speaks the truth to me in love. I think I'll leave this church. That will not be helpful this year. If we refuse, free refuse, 
if we pre-refuse in our minds, if a member of this church would to come to you and to speak the truth in love to you, conversely, if we as members of this church, as believers in Jesus Christ, if we say, I will never speak the truth in love to someone. I'm not talking about just the dire situations or just if, you know, if somebody's in, in desperate sin, that happens. But there's sin that happens all the time. Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews, let us exhort one another. Let us encourage one another. If we don't do that, we will not go on to maturity. We've got to be giving and receiving. Ephesians 4.15 is massively important in the life of the church. Massively. Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. We will do it by remembering that this is the main purpose of our church. We will do what? We will go on to maturity in 2023. We will do it, listen to me, by remembering that this is the main purpose of our church. Colossians 1, you don't have to turn there. Colossians 1. I'm not saying that this competes with the Great Commission. I think they, they actually go together. But what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Listen to this. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works in within me. This is what Paul says. Paul says, "This I labor for this. God enabling me, I work so hard. Why? To what end, Paul? To see the believers grow to maturity in Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Preaching like really deep stuff. We teach Jesus Christ. We hold before you this morning, we hold before you the Lord Jesus Christ crucified for sinners, risen from the dead, coming again in glory, the Son of God, the Savior of sinners, your substitute if you will believe upon Him this morning. Repent from dead works. Hebrews 6.1, repent from dead works and put your faith in God through Jesus Christ. We will do it. Let's get nitty gritty. If God permits as we grow, seek to grow in discernment, as we take responsibility for our own growth, as, as we see the ugliness of no growth and others. Let's get nitty-gritty. We'll do it by attending men. Men, attend and give yourself to the men's study. Not every man can. Not every man is able to do that. That's, this is one nitty-gritty thing. Men, attend and give yourself to the men's study. We're reading a book by Sinclair Ferguson right now called Maturity. We'll do it by prioritizing Wednesday nights. For some people, that, that, that's hard. Some people got to get up at four in the morning and go to bed, and, and, and I completely understand that. And it's been encouraging. It's been encouraging to be together with a lot of you. It really has. I love it. By prioritizing Wednesday nights, by ladies, if you can, being at the women's study. By older women teaching the younger women in the domestic realm. Titus chapter 2. By participating with us in church memory verses. It's normally about one to two verses per week. Did you hear me give you guilt over that? If you heard that, you heard wrong. I am saying, let's go on to maturity. And these are just some, 
some thoughts about that. I had something else, but it's basically by reading the word. We say this. What do you expect a pastor to say? By the Bible and prayer, right? By the Bible, but that's true. We Wednesday nights last year we were doing that Don Whitney book, praying the Bible. I was just picking it up recently. It just it just helps. He's just talking about, you know, don't pray the same old things about the same old things. He says, open the Bible and use that as a springboard to pray. Not because the Bible's a springboard only, but you just open the Psalms and you pray according to the Psalms, and therefore you you find yourself not praying the same old things about the same old things. And 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 let it be said, if it sounds repetitive or simple, it must be said. The Word of God and prayer, the Word. I'd love to talk to you more if you've got questions about you know a a a plan that you could use. I'm not a great plan person. I've got certain things that I've loved over the years, like a one-year Bible, which I, which I dip into, and there's things online. I love listening to the Bible. Pastor James and I were just talking about that the other day, listening to books of the Bible. And you can put it on 1.25 speed, and you can, you can listen to all this stuff, and the Word of God and prayer. And seeing it as a church. Hebrews chapter 12. Don't answer out loud. Does anybody know what Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says? This is very important. Please give me your attention. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this this year? Answer, looking to Jesus. Yeah, okay. But what does it say about Jesus? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. He's the founder and perfecter of our faith. Remember I said the word mature, perfect. How about Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Look at this. Hebrews 5, 8 and 9. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect. Who's spoken of here in Hebrews 5, 9? Jesus. Jesus being made perfect. Is he the son of God, the perfect son of God? Yes, he is the God man being made perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Jesus, the Christ, is our example and our savior. He is our example and our savior. He's the savior because he alone died on the cross, buried the wrath of God. It's called propitiation. He bore the wrath of God for everyone who will ever today repent. Also our example, Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and with man, which is to say, Jesus matured. I just give you Hebrews 2.10, Hebrews 2.10, Hebrews 5.8 and 9, Hebrews 12.1 and 2, Jesus matured. He is our perfect example who gave the perfect sacrifice so that we would go on to maturity. New Hope Elementary School. Those were great times. Me and Gastonia, New Hope Elementary School. Mrs. Macon and Mrs. Folk. Mrs. Whitesides was a smoker. And uh, she would get angry in fourth grade. I loved fourth grade. We drew a picture of a watermelon that was a big project that year. Was a smoker. I do not think smoking is the unpardonable sin. Um, 
she would get angry sometimes that would manifest itself in flinging a desk she also taught us how to square dance which was awesome New Hope Elementary School was great I spent 12 years there that'd be bad um, did go on to go to Cramerton Junior High School in 7th grade at age 12 so I did not spend 12 years in elementary school but if we think about the unnaturalness we think about the ugliness that's not good that's not good being held back for four years now let us go on to maturity and if God permits we will do this